You are listening to the Nosy Dragon. I am your dungeon master slash innkeeper, Jessa. I am joined by my players slash patrons, Ben. Good evening. And Josh. Howdy, Duda. Dandy. In today's session, we will be talking all about backgrounds, flaws, bonds, and ideals. This episode was made possible in part by Junk Chuggers. More about them later in the episode. Welcome oh, to the Tavern Boys. I hope mm. you've got something strong, because I am not feeling my best. I've actually, I've got this spirit from the West Plains, and uh, it is so strong that there are actually hundreds of year old spirits in the spirit. Oh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. wow. Yeah. Um, and and uh, they are the spirits of, of brave and strong warriors. Yeah, be so, warned. It comes with a pretty hefty existential so yeah. you might not want to might not want to mess with that i hey, one of those, my 21st birthday tell you what <clears throat> oh man yeah we all I'm, I'm, comes out strong too <laughs> yeah i'm sure we've all had you know situations like that back in our, our youths but if you want something a little lighter i've got i've got this uh fairy dust martini Ooh. <laughs> i'll take that careful That'll, it will float away oh sh- damn it <laughs> Uh, you, you like roll you roll the rim of the, the martini glass <laughs> and like very nuts. Yeah, on second thought, I'm already feeling a little lightheaded, so I'm you know skip out like on in old one. west movies, Just... they like slide the like the big cup. You like slide it over, and it's like floating like a balloon. <laughs> <laughs> catch it, catch it. Oh, that's good. Mm. All right, I love it. So, well, what are we talking about today? Uh, well, you know, backgrounds. Backgrounds are important for making a well-backgrounded character. <laughs> I would say it's impossible to make a well-backgrounded character. <laughs> and that's just my take, you know. Don't come at me. Uh, what are we, building hunchbacks here? Round back? I'm here all night, folks. Okay. <laughs> I wish you weren't. That's fair. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> that's funny. But, yes. And along with backgrounds, we also have the building blocks for your character that's on your character sheet, your flaws, your bonds, your ideals, and like mm. Justin said, your background. The often overlooked, but so essential to good roleplay. I... Uh, yeah. yeah. So she tells me that all the time. <laughs> I... <laughs> I think this one is also really important. Can you imagine? I think I, I have a different... I'm not just a milkman. I'm a milkman who lost his wife tragically <laughs> cancer six years ago. And I've been searching for love, but not really all in. You know? and I mean, when I deliver the milk to your house, it fires me up in a way that I haven't felt in years. At first, I just thought it was hot, but now I'm honestly so immersed. Like, keep going. But I'm afraid oh, I'm to get too close first. to you, because I'm afraid my kids will be hurt that I've moved on from their mother. <laughs> See, that's the kind of relationship I'm after. I'm, I'm, also, son. I trust law and order. Above all things. <laughs> my son's a good boy. 13 now. Has his own paper route. <laughs> <laughs> Just like start, it go, it like starts as like honest small talk, and, uh, and just I'm just straight up exposition. I'm with my wife, and I'm playing a milkman. <laughs> she's, she's, she's like a politician. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Non-traditional. Like, okay, um, roll for persuasion. Oh wow! Like that's like a skit. It's like, hey, honey, you want to do some role play tonight? It's like, and the dragon smites down. You know, like it cuts to the bedroom. Yeah. And you're like shaking your hand off screen and then it oh, cuts yeah, to yeah, you're yeah, like yeah. rolling dice. The, ca- the camera's behind you and he's got uh-huh. like his shirt off and he's, yeah. And oh come on, God. almost there. Yes. <laughs> and it, it zooms around from the back over the shoulder and then you can see there's like a, a play mat on the table. On the, on the uh-huh, uh-huh. Like a DM screen. He's yeah. like rolling oh. the dice. Yeah, I didn't know I needed this until now. I would love that comedy, comedy right there. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, please. if you steal that, you better put us in the credits. Yep, <laughs> yep. We need we need a writing credit on that. Damn straight. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so I want to start with flaws, guys. Flaws is my favorite part. I know a lot of people. I was helping <gasps> Gasp. someone yep. make a character for the first time, and uh, we got to flaws, and he didn't want to pick one, and I was just like, dude. 
the, I love the flaws. I think the flaws are the most yeah. important, integral part. Like, how is your character not not perfect, not good? How what 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 is their 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 not well rounded areas? Their jagged spots, their mm. uneven yeah. and pointy things, the things they suck at. Uh, the, the areas where they could use polish, and I think the best thing about flaws is that that's that's also character growth direction. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I also think you can adopt flaws along the way. So it's not like oh, I, I, you don't. I don't think you should take away from that what I just said that you can put down a flaw today and then try to get your way out of it. But <laughs> yeah, 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 you can. But you sometimes can they flaws. can like. Okay. Yeah, and I think that's something. I don't know that I like where it's like, yeah, you can kind of write, this is your flaw now, but as you go on, that might turn into like, you know, a bond or an ideal. And then like, it might get traded out for another flaw. But I think it's having a, having your character not be perfect is so important. I think in D and D because, you know, not only is it a role playing game, but it's like Especially totally random. You, you know, you, you in real life I mess up constantly. Yeah, so, so it's so hard. It's it's, nice it really helps me get out of my shell. You know? <laughs> I love how but Josh think, was yeah. about to take that in the completely opposite direction, and then it just, just turned it right around, whipped yep. it around. That's what, we, that's what we call improv, fellas. That's what we're saying. Yes, and I want you. you got to do this. I'm forcing you. Got to get out of my tavern. Oh, but, I want oh, you God. to give me an example of one of your characters that you played with your favorite flaw that they had and, and, and what did that look like in role play? My favorite flaw. Oof. Um, well, I really, really enjoyed when I played this, this character, uh, named Kalo, Kalo Liberty. I remember Kalo. Yes. They were a, uh, a tiefling warlock. I know, really thinking outside of the box with that one. But I I had set him up to be a scholar. Uh, you know, the rest of the party was, for the most part, a little bit more of a brawny bunch. And I really wanted to delve into someone who is, like, nerdy and awkward and, like, really focused on a particular field. Um, and so what their flaw was, I had searched through the player's handbook, and it was... Um, if I see a demon rather than while everyone else is running away, I'm up close taking notes. And so I, I got to like delve Mm. into this sort of curiosity that would overtake my character at times and, and cause me to, to really, Uh, to be correct, to be more accurate here. So just in case it wasn't, that was an example of your character's flaw, not, Specifically, his only flaw was if he saw a demon. Yes, like, no, of yeah, course, yeah. a demon <laughs> or the more like, like something dangerous and scary that your average person would run from. He he sits down and he observes and takes notes of such such right. oddities in the world. It, but we, it was also like mm. in the very inappropriate moment he would be like, "We should re- we should study this. Oh, it's so interesting. We gotta get out of here. The mm. boulder's right after us. But look at this marble construction. I could write a quarter caper on this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When I grabbed the knocker on the door, it shriveled my hand so much that it looks mummified. Ah, oh, more research must be done. <laughs> exactly. Quickly, I can. Uh, you hold hold my book. I can only write with my yeah. other hand. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, I really, really enjoyed that. Uh, it definitely led me to being. Uh, I, I can't even say how many times I went unconscious with that character. In fact, I believe one also time... went down and died. Yeah. This guy, this guy dropped almost every <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, It was... It's a signature move. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was it really there it is! Watch out! Watch out! <laughs> if, and he's down! didn't die... He's rolling death saves. Yeah. Um... <laughs> But as much as I I went down all the time, I loved having that sort of creative fascination with things and and putting myself into these yeah. situations. And That's because I found you out so that much. as a flaw, I, I I played a character just like that, but I I didn't consider that as a flaw. I, I think I made that his bond or ideal oh, or something. I don't know. He he was uh he wanted to create the monster manual. We talked about this in a previous yeah. episode. And um, we got attacked by some sort of ghostly, spectery, you know, undead, uh, plasmatic creature. Right. Um, and 
you know, he immediately tried to talk to it and ask it questions. And in the near the end of the encounter, gave it a handshake, and it did a lot of necrotic damage because when you touch them, they do necrotic damage. And <laughs> right, um, yeah, he was fascinated by it rather than horrified. Mm, and yeah. all, earlier in that same dungeon, there were rattlesnakes, and he was like, no, 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 this is their natural environment. They've moved into this, this abandoned prison. <laughs> like, we need to get around them. And so, like, we used our clothing and stuff to, like, throw jackets on top of them so that we could get yeah. around them oh, and not God. disturb them and, and such. <laughs> and so, oh, that's so fun. Yeah. We did that but kind I like, of stuff. I like that because I think sometimes I – and I think people people get into this trap, but, like, sometimes it feels like – your your flaws are gonna like totally betray the character you're building. You know, mm. you're like the super strong barbarian, but you're like you like when you come to flaws, it's like, oh I'm scared of the, you know, the littlest butterfly or something. But I think it's like sometimes your flaws can be like so like they can really kind of work hand in hand with your bond. So I think yeah. that's like I like I like Ben's example because I feel like that's a good like a, a good example of like where you but your flaw is is like super it's just like right in line the rest of your character yeah we have a character in my current campaign who's playing a, a drug addict and yeah. his flaw is that he likes to get high in highly strength stress stressful encounters mm-hmm. and situations mm-hmm. and uh yeah i think that's fascinating i i love yeah. it anytime we we came up with the system where he would have to uh roll a a will save a wisdom saving throw and to see whether or not he he takes up his blunt and starts smoking in stressful situations because he wanted to try and kick the habit. And yeah, you know, props to Justin as a dungeon master for being open to that because it's led to so many fun role play moments. And even in and situations think, yeah. where he's like using other things to fuel his addiction while he's avoiding uh, smoking, it's so funny. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really interesting too because, like, I guess if you look at it like. If his character was like his flaw was that he used to be a drug addict, that's not nearly as interesting as like he's recovering. And that's sort of like one thing that's I think Justin was saying too about the flaws is like I think it's really cool and I think it like can help a lot if your flaw is like in action. That's like your character is either like overcoming or it's like it's something that's like constantly like nagging at them, you know? And then I think that But is isn't a lot it more also the things that that are imperfections that make us interesting. Absolutely. Our imperfections Absolutely. That make us attractive, you know, to others uh-huh. in, a, yeah. in our lives. It's like, uh, there's, there's some song, there's so many songs, there's infinite songs about talking about <laughs> singing about their partner's imperfections and yeah. their beautiful brokenness and things like that. So I think mm-hmm. yeah, it mm-hmm. makes sense that sometimes those are the things, uh, you know, that are good, that, that are like interesting mm-hmm. and fun about uh a character that you want to you know i i played i played a, a barbarian uh, a, right. a totem totem bear barbarian work who was indeed raised by bears and how i decided to play <laughs> oh, that was that he just truly didn't understand you know humanoid lifestyle things and decisions like he wore clothing mm. but only because his you know fiance forced him to um yeah you know he he just didn't care for like what was considered polite or whatever. So he wasn't rude. He just had like no understanding of typical procedure when it came to, you know, the, the civilities of life and niceties and, and the the correct way of saying things and things like that. Mm. Um, My God, I can imagine any dinner situation must have been like horror story for your party. (laughs) Well, I I played him in a solo campaign with a dungeon master who was who was uh, uh, practicing, you know, DMing, and I was like, "Yeah, sure, I got you, man. Like, let's do this." Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, and uh, I I think (laughs) like one of the scenes that it played out in that character's story is, you know, he left the forest for the first time. Uh, just out of curiosity and wandered into a wheat mill and there was a donkey pulling around a, a, a mill stone and he was like oh wow this donkey is kind of incapacitated nice and he just you know attacked him and started eating him <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. and then the farmer comes in because he's like what is that sound and there's this you know naked orc eating this donkey and then he like looks up at the guy and uh 
he's like, you know, growling at him. And then the guy is upset and is trying to explain like, you know, what are you doing here and stuff? And like grabs a pitchfork and he doesn't speak common or orcish or anything. He speaks yeah. bear. <laughs> and so with much difficulty trying to communicate the orc, my, my character eventually understands, Oh, you're upset because you were going to eat this donkey. And so then he's like, Oh, do you want to share? <laughs> yeah and so he's like trying to share the donkey with the guy who's sad because this is like the family donkey that they've had pulling the mill oh for the past God. five years or whatever anyway eventually uh he takes he understands the wrong that he's done with much work uh, uh which is explained by the daughter that he falls in love with and he agrees to become the donkey for the family until they can afford to buy a new one Oh. So he, he agrees to work off his labor and eventually falls in love with the daughter and then they, they become a family. Wow. And he eventually learns how to speak common. So he speaks really like roughly and whatever. And But he's not unintelligent. He's just learning. Right. Um, so, I, yeah, I, I had so much fun leaning into that way of thinking. There was a, there was so a part in the campaign where my son was kidnapped by cultists. And I didn't know that at the time. It's just your son hasn't come back in time, right? You can dig into these kind of things in this whole campaign. <laughs> Definitely. And my character is whittling on a front porch, and he's just like, I'm like, all right, I just wait for him to come. I just sit on the porch, and it's like, but he's, he usually comes back at, you know, five, and dinner is in any minute, and he's not here. It's very atypical. And I was like, yeah, I just wait. It's like I'm a, yeah. I'm a, I'm a bear man. Like I, I, you know, he's probably doing something. You know, and then I wait and I wait and I wait and it's like okay, it's getting dark. And I'm like, okay, I'll go look for him. So then I started to look for him, uh, and I'm like sniffing around at the ground and stuff, and doing investigation, survival, <laughs> doing perception stuff. stuff you yeah. know, eventually find his blood, and I'm like, ooh. So I'm like really alarmed. So I find the cultists in a cave. There's two children being ready to be sacrificed. One's my son and one is this random child. And I kill the cultists. And then uh, one of the cultists is like crawling away but not dead. And I like scolding my son for being captured. Like, you need to be stronger. You need to be a better bear. (laughs) Go kill that man. (laughs) My son is like crying. Like, oh, dad. But... I'm like, here, put the axe in your hand and go chop at the back of his head. <laughs> you gotta be a man. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't want and then I was like, oh my gosh, I, I break his neck. And then the <laughs> other kid is the DM is like, are you gonna rescue the other child? I'm like, it's not my cub. <laughs> it's not, not my cub. Not my problem. <laughs> yeah. And then he's like, okay, so he role plays that the my son is like, don't leave my friend behind. And I'm like, ugh. So I rescue him, but I like drag him home in my mouth. Uh, And it's just, you know, I just treated him like a bear the whole time. And then uh, the cultists are doing some grand dark ritual that's going to destroy the land. And so I'm like, okay, well, we should move. (laughs) (laughs) No, you're supposed to go fight the cultists. And I was like, Mm. yeah, but he's a bear. And they're like really they're not they're not territorial like just move to a new forest oh it's no God. big deal like it's that so is his so biggest funny. flaw is that he is raised by bears and so he acted like a bear man yeah absolutely i think i find it very often that people when they uh are making characters it's very often the opposite where they're like they want to play a character that sort of resembles an animal but acts in a very like human way but yeah. i love that you took that in a very <laughs> opposite direction Oh, yes, a human that yeah, acts not, not in a way. It, think think less Tarzan and more like well trained dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or like the actual child who is like raised by wolves. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Real account. Oh man. Yeah. So I I love those kind of flaws. You know, I have a I have a, I, here's a character sheet I have in front of me for Robert J. Kuntz, which we talked about in a previous episode. Yep. Oh, yes. Uh Flaws. I always I assume the worst in people. I have no compassion for the dead. They're the lucky ones. I have an addi- mm. I have an addiction. I am a purveyor purveyor of doom and gloom who lives in a world without hope. <laughs> just just. Super dark. <laughs> the best like emo. Eeyore. Eeyore was what I was yes. going for. If Eeyore yeah. could be D and D, like, oh, oh well, I guess we're all gonna die. <laughs> Can't say I didn't no. see this coming. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, I guess I'll amputate my arm. Like, just the most apathetic, most non-compassionate person possible. Just, and I think, like, that's his core personality trait. It's, yeah. It's this, this awful feature. Josh, what about you? Do you have any characters with amazing flaws? I did have, um, I think, one that's sort of like the example of the foil. Um, he was a half-dragon. I played in a previous one of Jess Sun's campaigns and um, his flaw was sort of like he was, you know, like haunted by like the, the horrors of his past and his like he was sort of striving to become a more like peaceful, um, less violent, like slower to anger character. Uh, but what ended up happening is like he took the complete opposite path. And he went from like in the beginning, he started as like a neutral character. And as it went on, like his like his, you know, his efforts to like leave that way of life or that mentality kind of changed. And he sort of reverted back to being like a very evil, violent, angry character. Mm -hmm. And it was very interesting. It was like kind of a fun. Like. Dynamic that he like he kind of he he sort it wasn't exactly a fall from grace, but it was like kind of a failure to redeem himself in a way, mm. but it made his, it made the character very interesting. Um, if you had to write that flaw on your character sheet, what would it, how would you put it into words? Um, I think that is like, I, um, he was very much like his thing was like, there is no, there was like no pity. There was no such thing as pity or like, there was no, there was no acceptance of like failure or weakness, you know, like mm. he was kind of the kind of guy if like, he killed someone. He was like, well, it's their fault for not fighting back harder, you know, mm. was sort of who he became. Very Klingon. Yeah, he yeah. became very cling. Yeah. But I think like, yeah, I liked I liked how that character developed, you know. But I, I've been reading this list. I think it's just like if I could I think write that good. as a flaw, I would say I value strength above all. I do not tolerate weakness in any shape or form. And mercy is an abstract concept to me. Yeah, yeah. I think the, yeah. that, like, the first half is more like an ideal, but the second half is more of a flaw. Yeah. And that's sort of the thing is, like, I think so, in, in some ways, like, flaws and and your ideals are, are sort of interchangeable sometimes, that's true. you know? Yeah, they can. Yeah. And I think that's sort of, like, I think it's, it's good to sort of build it in a way that they are very, like, yin-yang about how they interact with each other, you know, but that's, yeah. it. I, I think, uh, like I, I had, you know, that I have that warlock character again, that I talked about in a previous episode. Um, <laughs> his, his flaw started with, I always obey the law, even when it causes misery. Yeah. But throughout the campaign, it actually changed and it updated to, I refuse to see people for what they have done only for who they could be. If given the chance and then yeah. in, in parentheses, it says blind to obvious untrust, untrustworthy behavior. Right. Yes. So yeah. that's how it's a flaw, because it's like this person is clearly going to betray me and I will trust them with the sacred artifact regardless. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Which was frustrating, but it made the character all the more like interesting and fleshed out, you know? Definitely. Yeah. Mm. And it also pretty. F I don't I wouldn't say it's all that far from where he started. Because uh, he was very lawful and very good. He wasn't just lawful and annoying. He was a very good person. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. He, he, you know, followed the law uh, to the to the letter of the law, rather, to the spirit of the law. Mm. Yeah. You know, like, um, and I, I think him evolving to being like, oh, you know, I, I will intentionally trust the untrustworthy um, because mm. I believe in who they could be rather than who they are or who they've been. And yeah. I believe that, like, it, you know, I feel like it's not, it's still like, I will, I will trust people even if it causes me misery. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's sort of like, but I think that's so good too, like, because characters naturally evolve. Like, I don't know. I think it's good. But as characters naturally evolve in this, in the game to like, mm. look, go back and look at your flaws and your, your bonds and your ideals and be like, what has changed for this character? And then yeah, write yeah. it down, you know? And I think that's like. It's just a useful thing to do so that, like, you have a more grounded 
thing to look at for your character, you know? Yeah. I think my flaw in real life, uh, maybe about seven years ago, I could put down as I believe life is black and white. There is a clear right and wrong, and I am mm. always right, and you are always wrong. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> is that absolutely <laughs> how I operated. Oh, wow. Yeah. And uh, today, I'd say it's exactly the same. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I'm just yeah. kidding. <laughs> and today, um, I'd say that's gone from a flaw to an ideal because I found it to be true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Today, I, it's hard for me to see my flaw because it's today and it's in my blind spot at the moment, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That yeah, Maybe you'll need another seven years. Really. Yeah, come in, <laughs> seven years from now, we'll do another episode and they can be like, oh, my flaw back then was... Just as go. an update, yeah. 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 Ben, what would you say your flaw in real life is? Ooh, I would say that my flaw is... Uh, or, you know, it, it always kind of has been... Um, I have the inability to say no to someone I care about, if especially mm, yeah. if I think that it in some way will impact our friendship. Mm. Um, that I, must mean we're not friends. You say no to me all the time. No, I'm just <laughs> no <laughs> it's the opposite. It's you're the I'm one. I'm always worried that Ben is is uh, exceeding his own boundaries because of this. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's something that I've done with just about everyone. I'm a very self-sacrificial person and for me it's just it's it's so like second nature like oh of course if they want me to do something yeah i'll do it like maybe it won't work maybe i've already double booked with someone else but in the moment when i hear that i'm like no i have to say yes we're gonna do it let's go yeah i definitely it's a great example of flaw because it's both what i love and hate about you i love you for your imperfection and hate you for it too (laughs) josh i want to ask you what your flaw is because you're perfect i'm just kidding what are your it's true i just say your flaw um i'm thinking about it i think was at least was i think something i struggle with is like i don't want to do the most like pressing thing on my plate but then also like if I start getting into it, like I can't stop. I think I'm very like, either it's like I'm going to avoid it or like everything else is stopped so that I can like focus on this one thing. Nothing can make you do it and nothing can make you stop doing it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I would say that is my flaw. Oh, I love oh it. Oh my That's gosh. Good. See, I'm now I'm thinking about this from like a D&D character's point of view and that would be so fun to play. Like in the context... Yeah. Like, if I was to take one of you guys' flaw and add it to a character, I feel like that'd be, you know, that could lead to some really fun. Yeah, feel free to feel free to take any of these flaws to, to help <laughs> yes, for your ahead. character. I think they ben, could. I think honestly, they could be interesting. Being a yes man be could be very funny. Or like, I think yeah. there's even some that are like Justin's, where it's like you are so black and white about what is and what isn't. Um, yeah. And then also like, if you wanna. If you want your flaw to be like hyper fixating, then you can you can take mine. <laughs> I think the best thing about my flaw is I was often quite wrong, but would go to any lengths to prove myself right or yeah. to make people believe that I was right, even though I was wrong. Like to the to the point of gaslighting people because mm. I was so committed to being right that even if I realized I was wrong halfway through, there was no backing out. Yeah, um, I just had to stick to it. It was awful. I hate, I'm so ashamed. <laughs> ben, speaking of flaws, before we clean up our act and start talking about bonds and ideals, why don't mm-hmm. you talk about today's sponsor? I yeah. would be happy to. So, today's sponsor is Junk Chuggers, the gelatinous cube cleanup service. When you've been grappled by a buildup of garbage, there's a way to strike back and hard with Junk Chuggers. With their highly trained and curated gelatinous cubes, they'll make your garbage disappear. Our clients have tons of trash, things like kitchen waste, packaging, corpses, yard waste, and more. Thankfully, with junk chuggers, there's almost nothing that can't be taken care of. Prestidigitation cleaning can only go so far nowadays, and it just takes so much time. But with junk chuggers, anything you mark as unwanted is out of there permanently. Our highly skilled team of trainers make sure that not only what you want gone gets gobbled, 
with no residual slime, guaranteed. But if you order with the promo code DRAGIN, you'll get your first 20 pounds dissolved for free with a cleanup of over 80 pounds. Junk chuggers. To solve problems, we dissolve problems. Non-reactive substances like glass and crystal will not be dissolved. If your space has marble or limestone, work of 30% or more. Junk chuggers may not be suitable for you. Yeah, I I, uh, I loved... I used to use junk chuggers a lot, but one time I was kind of in a rush and I didn't really, um, you know, point out all of the uh, mm-hmm. items that to not be dissolved. And oh, uh, yeah. they we do- lost the dog. Oh, oh no. God. Oh, yeah, that's man. terrible. That's so terrible. I found um, uh, his dog tags, though, were quite clean. <laughs> Oh, I see. Dog. You marked the dog tags, but then you're like, that'll probably just keep him away from the dog. Oh no! I <laughs> know yeah, you got to be a little um, bit specific. With, yeah, with you know what? Shows. I will say, like a lot of my adventuring buddies use this, and it, they say it's so useful. You go to a dragon's lair, you get the gold, but then it's like there's the bones, there's you know, like all this, like all these useless magic items you don't want to take, and then you can just dissolve all of that. Oh, um, wow, and then perfect. just like move right in. I actually know some friends who are currently living out of old, uh, you know, like dragon's caves and that without junk chuggers, you know, they say that. Would be cool. So I, I highly recommend. Yeah. I hear that they have like a commune thing going on. Usually like they have a couple people living in a dragon's lair at a time. And, you know, they, it's like you know. a timeshare. Yeah. Oh, you, can, okay. you rent yeah. it out for part of the year while you're not adventuring. And then, yeah, I had to get it. I used that. uh junk chuggers <laughs> once, uh, long time ago uh, a couple thousand years back and there was this uh we had just oh. cleared out this lich's lair and it was absolutely disgusting just filled oh my God. yeah lake. a lich are you kidding me however oh the God. bathrooms did have some beautiful marble work but after junk chubbers came in through everything was beautiful looked like the the, the castle had been completely refurbished mm. but mm. unfortunately we lost the amazing marble countertop yes that's yeah, the you trouble. have to be so careful with those uh, dissolvable stones mm. that's yep. well that's why junk chuggers specifically sets up their system to mar- to have you mark what they touch and what yeah. they don't touch yeah that, yep. that was yep. my fault cuz i i didn't tell them i just said do the whole castle i made yep. the whole castle yeah, it's so easy. It's those little things you forget, you know. They they even did the walls. They like got the 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 gelatinous cubes to the top, and then they like went down the walls on the outside, clean the whole building. It's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. that's amazing. Especially they, with they, those they liches layers, you know, you have all the scraws scrawling on the yeah. walls. It went from looking like a twenty thousand year old castle to looking like a two thousand year old castle. That's yeah, amazing. night and day, night and day. That's fantastic. <laughs> oh, yeah. Interior and exterior. Yeah, yeah, man. Oh my god, beautiful. And it's Beautiful. cheap too. Yeah, for the service they provide. Yeah, it's because they don't have to pay the gelatinous cube, which is <laughs> that, that which is what help. they have on a lot of those like goblin or cobalt based services. Is they, you know, yeah, I'm not, that's cube. why, and that's why we don't support those ones because gelatinous <laughs> yeah, cubes are not sentient. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We don't support slavery here. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yep, goblin yep. Emporium. Those goblins are are magically sustainably sourced. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. At, it's it's a lot more yeah. human. <laughs> Bit of a gray area there. <laughs> uh, Shout out to Goblin oh, Corian. You can hear about our offer for them on uh, earlier episodes. I don't know if <laughs> yeah, the promo code is still up, but uh, definitely check this out. Definitely check this out. All right. Yeah. Well, um, so we, I feel pretty we, bonded to junk chuggers. <laughs> oh, my God. That's <laughs> uh, uh, horrible. Yeah. I mean, I it's really ideal. The way they clean. You guys need Bam. to stop. <laughs> Bam. They take all their junk Bam. and they let it sit in the background. Okay. What's, what? <laughs> no, seriously. What are we talking about next? Uh, so I, we kind of, I think, I don't know, personality traits. I'm not really sure. I feel like all of these things are personality traits. But on your yeah. character sheet, there is a personality trait. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I think a personality trait for me is something that I set up for my characters. Is something is the thing that when I go back and read, it's like, oh, yeah, 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 that's who my character is. That's how I should play him. Like yeah. kind of the a quick line, not a huge biograph or something, but something you should read every time you sit down and play your character just to remind you, right, that's who I am, right, that's who I am. Yeah, um, so, so useful. for Sir Arthas Minifil, the Goliath undead warlock who thought he was a paladin that I've talked about and will continue to talk about because he's my favorite character, um, <laughs> his personality trait 
was I'm always polite and respectful. Always, yeah. right? That keyword, always polite and respectful. So whenever I played the character um, in any scenario, I would do my best to be polite and respectful to everyone, including enemies. So, you know, we killed enemies. I would I would say, you know, rest in peace or something like that. Or, you know, I, I'm sorry that it, things ended this way or... Um, you know, when we were dealing with, with bandits or something, I would, you know, introduce myself, even if I thought combat was imminent, um, always, always, always. And the few, and, and, and that's what made it such a powerful character trait for that character is because I st stuck mm -hmm. to it so consistently Yeah, when he wasn't polite, it really hit hard. It was like, yeah, oh, it was gosh, like, did he just like yell? Did he just... Did he just snap? Did he curse? Like, oh my gosh. Like, <laughs> it's kind of like when the silent kid in the back of the class starts talking, you, yeah. everyone listens, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, that exactly. doesn't happen if you're flip flopping all over the place with your character's personality. Where, you yeah. Know, so I think personality traits should be something quick, little line that you can read that kind of brings you centered to that that core behavioral type. And mm -hmm. I, I don't, I don't know that could change, but I think that should be something you try to stick to for as much as you can throughout yeah, the campaign. It's, it's true. And it could be something that's like, it doesn't necessarily like connect to like, Oh, this is what my character's striving for. Because mm -hmm. then it just is like, it is a really good thing to like center yourself. Be like, okay, yeah, this is who my character is. And it's always just like your character gets into it, gets into an interaction and then you can just remember, be like, Oh yeah. yeah. Mm, so yeah. I think, yeah. Like Tony Stark, narcissist. <laughs> Narc yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boom. He thinks he's the best. Consistent through line. Even when yeah. he's having, you know, a PTSD flashbacks, he's still being a narcissist. <laughs> yeah, he's still, like, joking about it and, like, funny guy. Oh, so good. Yeah, yeah. it's... I, that's really interesting because I personally, myself, I haven't... Very often with my characters in the past, I haven't really delved too much into the personality traits as like a, a, a blurb reflecting my character. Very often I've, I've just gone and, and tried to find something that's interesting to add to my character, you know, just mm -hmm. looking at the personality traits table. But from what you guys are saying, that makes so much more sense. And, and, and honestly, I feel like that's something that can be, you know, added to and changed while you're going through a campaign because I mean, yeah. at least altered in a way that makes more sense because a, a lot of the time, you know, characters change and evolve as you play them. How do you guys feel yeah. about that? Yeah, I think that's like, I do like that. And I think it's sort of a different topic, but well, I don't know, actually, I'll, well, I'll see Justin, if you have a, an opinion on that. Yeah, um, it's. I think it's definitely kind of if you want. For me, it's always been the approach of consistency. You know, mm -hmm. uh, I've definitely, I've definitely. That's what I used it for, and that's how I understood it. Um, you know, I've had less clearly defined characters. That's, but that was usually because they were kind of insane, and the clearly <laughs> defined characteristic was that they were insane, <laughs> and mm -hmm. inconsistency was consistent and on brand. Right. Um, yeah. And so I didn't really need like a thing to remind me because it's like, yeah, they're just insane. So like everything goes um, kind of loony, loony, maniac or lunatic kind of. Uh, I was like, looney tunes. <laughs> hey, looney. Uh, right. So if we if we look at Robert J. Kunz, I think his is one is an example of one that's uh, definitely could be rewritten to be more clear. So it, right now it says I don't talk about the the things that torment me i'd rather not burden others with my curse i put no trust in divine being so i would reword that to be something more specific like <clears throat> i don't want to sh i don't share my burdens and my pain with others is i don't want others to care like i don't want to i don't want right. to stress people out i don't want to burden them with with my worries and problems and then i'd rather not burden others with my curse it's like I'm I'm not looking for help to to lift my curse, like mm. you know I'm just I'm just I'm trying to to do it alone. Um, and then the last part of I don't put trust in divine beings. It's like well, what if gods aren't a big part of your campaign? What if that's not a thing? I say it's like I I would extend that to I don't put trust in divine beings and do-gooders. Gotcha. Yeah. Mm. Like I don't trust the good. The good-hearted I think are swindlers. 
right? Which makes yeah, sense yeah. for his backstory because his mother was bleeding out and dying, and he went to get help, and uh, a vampire was like, "Oh, I'll help you," and then killed his mom. Oh my God. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> now, if there's ever a way to like lose faith in all beings that are willing to help, that's the way to do it. Uh, <laughs> it's when your family members are murdered. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Robert Robert Kunz is the best example of like a double background because it's like, oh, I killed my parents, uh, but they actually are both still in the game so if you want to kill them again you can as a <laughs> yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah 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 oh, so that's good. how you can have the best of both worlds mm-hmm. you can have your tragic backstory but also have those family members to uh yeah i think you can take the personality traits any way you want it though you can just put your kind of less clear mm-hmm. stuff that's not so like oh bond ideal flaw you can put your kind of more vague stuff mm-hmm. about you and your character um but yeah. I don't want to spend too much time on personal treats because we know you don't either. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Let's and also, what? yeah, the one thing I wanted to say is, like, a lot of this stuff is, like, interchangeable, you know? So, like, you could your, you know, you could take a flaw or a bond and use that as your personality trait just so you have, like, more more to look with, you know, more mm-hmm. to look at. Sure. Cause I, and I think a lot, of this, a lot of this stuff is, like, interchangeable, you know, where you can, like, take a, a personality trait even and, like, let it be let it be a flaw you know sure definitely like i have a joke for every occasional occasion especially when that occasion for humor is inappropriate that's a personality trait but that could easily be a flaw you know definitely i can see that there's a very strong flaw like <laughs> no yeah. seriousness in all serious situations that could yeah. lead to some bad times <laughs> I, I know people who like constantly laugh and giggle and in, in intensely stress stressful situations <laughs> Yes, so it yeah, makes like, them look like they're not taking things seriously, but they're intensely nervous. Yeah, like, yeah, that's yeah. just how they like what, how they act when they ner- they're nervous. <laughs> oh, and if so you don't good. know that, yeah, it looks so like bad. Yeah, what's wrong with you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. A great flaw. Um, yeah. So let's talk about ideals. Mm-hmm. Josh, mm-hmm. ideally, what would you put down as an ideal for <laughs> an ideal character who's dealing with his ideals? Dealing with his <laughs> ideals. <laughs> you were waiting. Um, How long were you waiting to say that one? Like, I just came up with it on the spot because I'm a comedy god. Oh my! Look at this guy. He's just operating on a whole different level. So jealous. That's um, not fair. I I I wonder. I think it would depend on his alignment because mm. the ideals mm. are very yes. alignment oriented. Yes. So. That is important to like recognize your character's ideal, you know? And yeah. one thing I want to say is very often I will write I will write an ideal bond flaw for my character. Like I'll write one down because mm-hmm. oftentimes and I think I Yeah. Um I don't quite find the one that like is exactly what I, I'm thinking for my character. Because mm. I think I'm very backstory oriented. Yeah. So, I'm like you but, with that. I I will pick a, I'll pick a bond ideal flaw and stuff from uh, the list yeah. that's provided, and then edit it to be more specific. Yeah, like rewrite character. It. Same here. That's yeah. also what trying I like to, to stick do. to the same like the heart of what the last person you know the person who created the list to to, to choose from because I do mm-hmm. want to reflect you know also because I have my own background but I did pick you know the soldier background or whatever. And yeah. I yeah. want that to kind of be reflected and, and I want to stay true to the kind of the the spirit of, of that background that I had chosen. Otherwise, I would have completely started from scratch. Yes, um, yeah. But yeah, so so with ideal, like, I think, yeah, if you're like, okay, I already know I'm lawful good, then you're like, great, I'll just pick. You can have more than one bond or ideal or flaw. Like mm-hmm. with <laughs> Robert Kunz, he's got four flaws. <laughs> yeah. I think I just clicked on all of the flaws. <laughs> that were you um, like, you like selected everything and just moved yes. it over. Yes, yeah. please. I'll take a lot of them. Um, so I think with your, if you're trying to, if you already know your alignment, I think it's great to pick the two things that are already in your alignment. So if it's like, oh, chaotic and good. So I'll click on chaotic and good. And then you've, you've got the two ideals that are chaotic and good. And then you can tweak them to be a little bit more catered to your background. Um, or just click on the, the two that are, and just leave it that, or you can pick one, whichever the one that's your character's more good than, than lawful or more lawful than good or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. On the flip flop, flip flop. If you don't know what your character's alignment are, reading those can give you an idea of what it should be. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That is a good, like, and I recommend that too. Cause like, 
what I'll often, and I, I recently started doing this because I, I would, I never could find the right traits. But if you just while you're making your character, look up, just go like on Google, look up list of all personalities, because then you can get them from all the different books, and then just kind of copy them to whatever like, you know, uh, character mm. sheet building software you're using. Um, but on the topic of like, if you are on that same topic, of, yeah, of like you're writing your own, it's I think really good to start. I recommend starting with one, but also with the ideals specifically, all of them kind of work off of a one or two word like structure. So it's like, you know, faith, tradition, charity, and then a little description. Mm-hmm. So I think it's good to like pick one of those words and then build off of it. Yeah. A character I'm working on right now is like, he's like the last, I don't know. It's just like a character idea I'm working Go, on. Go, tell us about it. Like, I want to hear more. Um, well, so he is, he's like, I don't know. He's like uh, the last knight of like an, an ancient kingdom. I'm, I'm building a ghost character because I've always wanted to play a ghost. Ooh, nice. But he's, um, so his his thing is like tradition. And he, that his like ideal is that he is unwilling to let his, his like, his his like kingdom his his god and his tradition die because like he's Even from, he he's from a kingdom that's long forgotten <laughs> and like you know yeah. a god that's that's no longer worshipped but he's like he's, he's also un- not willing to let himself die not, yeah and he's <laughs> yeah. like so so abhorrent to that tradition he's like not he like can't he can't let it go so mm-hmm. i think that's like a good that's a lawful but that there's one that is like that already in the ideals but i you know, kind of want to rewrite it a little bit, but it's tradition. The ancient traditions of worship and sacrifice must be preserved and upheld, you know, but that can be like, you know, I would alter this text, but Definitely. that like single word of tradition, I think is, is the thing that I'm looking for. Are, are you talking about bonds right now? No, that's ideals. That's an idea. Really? Okay. Mm. Yeah. But that's I, sort of what I mean. Like they're also energy. Yeah. I also like how the uh, ideals, um, the ones that they have outlined in the player's handbook, come like they indicate what uh, alignment usually follows these. Like they'll have good, lawful, mm-hmm. chaotic, yeah, yeah. evil, neutral yeah. uh, to, to kind of help give a little bit of a, a push in a direction. Um, another thing that I really love about ideals is because I feel like they're the ones that have the most variation between how easy you can see them. Like for uh, a paladin, their ideal is going to be so openly overt and shared and like given to everyone who they meet. It's like super, super clear. But for like maybe a a rogue character or even like someone who's more secretive or maybe even evil, they still have an ideal, but that ideal is very, very subverted, very covert. And like only if you're really looking for it will you catch that ideal. Um, I think that that's mm-hmm. that's something also to keep in mind is like how is your character going to express their ideal? Will it be open? Will they be doing things in secret to kind of follow their own paths? Yeah, I think the the word ideals though is also pretty clear in the sense that like this is what your character holds as an ideal. Mm. like this is what they believe the ideal person or world is like and these are the ideals that they uphold as the good the right the the correct way of living correct way of doing things these Mm -hmm. are their ideals yeah Yeah. if you're wondering like what's the difference between ideal and bond and flaw they all sound like similar just descriptive features of my character and it's like well that's why ideals have your alignment there because it reflects what your character believes is ideal Right, so yeah. if your character is chaotic neutral or, or or neutral good, it's because they believe that that's the right way of living life. That's why they're living life that way. Yeah. Right? So the lawful good paladin is he believes in upholding the law and justice and order and goodness and righteousness and 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 holy and divine. Right, and so I think that's why it's it's so easy to know. Oh yeah, well, uh, you know, paladin is lawful something. Right, he's gonna be lawful evil, lawful good, maybe lawful neutral. If he's like lawyer, yeah, <laughs> lawyer paladin. Yeah, that uh, is such a good idea. A lawyer paladin that is hilarious. And I just lawful to neutral. uphold the justice system. 
Is this a <laughs> to uphold those. justice? <laughs> For to protect those. <laughs> yes. To protect those that are paying me. <laughs> to protect those who cannot protect themselves very well and would end up in prison without me. <laughs> He's like a public defender. That is a that is a hilarious idea. Instead of casting smite, he casts object. I object. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I so I, I think that yeah, that that sums up ideals pretty clearly. Yeah. Um, you know, if we look at the ideals of my my Goliath paladin warlock uh, not not a multi class, just uh, just screwed up in the head. Um, <laughs> yeah, his is <laughs> yeah. his, and this this evolved in the beginning. It started as good, uh, and it stayed the same, and then lawful. And I think lawful was like justice must always be upheld, even um, when it's you know, and there's... fire and wrath to those who ignore it or something lawful, right? And then uh, so it was greater good. Our lot in our lot is to lay down our lives in the defense of others. Good, and then uh, it changed from lawful to this to neutral, and then now it says the truth is pers- truth. The truth is personal. Ideals aren't worth killing over and going to war for, which is like mm. the the opposite of what he believed when he started. Yeah. yeah, his kingdom before he died was literally went to war because of ideals. Yeah. <laughs> because of what they believed in it was a religious war and yeah. so it's like it literally 360 as he he realized in his own in his own life you know in his his uh the the duality he he hated abhorred undead creatures and thought there couldn't be an undead creature that could be good and they all be must must be smote and destroyed and then when he f- discovered that he himself was an undead yet had done good things it was it just rocked his whole perspective on his world. Yeah. Yeah. And, and changed everything for him. And he's just like, oh my gosh. And then oh, what a Yeah, it was crazy. That character growth moment for that lawful good paladin was because mm. that that character was the closest I had ever played to to Jusun. <laughs> like yeah. who I am. I was yeah. I you know saw myself as lawful good in real life. You know, that's what my name literally means. It's Justice Sun. It's not wow. just son. It's just his son. So yeah. like that's what my parents said. It says it means is justice son, the son of justice. So yeah, I, I, that's why I was so black and white. And it was it was actually, you know, my perspective had been shifting into the gray of life and how there is good in the gray as well and all of that and and how, you know. But and this that character moment, uh, me and Josh, we were playing off of each other. My yeah. character had just realized that he was an undead, which was greatly shook his his faith and belief in what was right and wrong in the world. Is now there's this gray area that forced his way into his life, and he's like, either mm. I kill myself and uphold my beliefs, or acknowledge the reality that I yeah. am a good person who've done good things, even though I'm an undead. What do I do? And ultimately, he was he chose to 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 to, to stay alive at the behest yeah. of his 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 uh patron uh whispering in his ears which was his uh his son all along but uh, he didn't know that at the time and then um <laughs> right when he was talking to your character josh and we had this this debate on the war and what it meant and who was right and wrong and yeah. his character realized we are both right but mm-hmm. from our own perspectives yeah right yeah and i also realized that in life that in real life i realized oh wow you can both be right. We can both yeah. live good and right lives with contradicting beliefs. However, yeah. the way we enact our beliefs, we can both still have a positive impact on our own lives and others. And therefore, all I must do with my beliefs is live them. Wow. And I will love yeah. and live others and let them live. Right. And as long as their beliefs are not hurting others and they are not hurting themselves, it doesn't matter whether they agree with me. If I believe this is the right way to do it, all I need to do is focus on what I'm doing and do it. I should do it. Rather than wasting my time trying to convince other people to do what's right, I should just yeah. do what's right myself first. And that, be, it was, that was such a pivotal thing. And I was like, okay, I need to write this down on my character sheets. I don't forget this moment. Yeah. But also yeah. so that I can role play it next week when I forget everything because we go to work, <laughs> and, you know, and that's, take and showers, that's the power and sleep. Of D&D and, folks. 
<laughs> so I wrote it down. And it's like, yeah, the truth is personal. Ideals are not worth killing over or going to war for. And now he's neutral. So he went from lawful good to neutral good. And so did yeah. Jess Hunt. <laughs> yeah. yep. And that's why we play D&D, folks, right there. <laughs> A life-changing experience. I'm All right, let's so do the discussion proud. of a Goliath and gnome. I know we're going to move yeah, that forward. Was such a... I know we're going to move forward, but I just want to say I'm so proud to have been the DM for that campaign and to watch <laughs> that change happen. Yeah. I have I That was a great a moment. strong sense of pride in that. Oh man. Yeah. Thank that you, is man. making me miss role playing with just uh, I want to I want to do another <laughs> campaign where we're we're a team again cuz that was so great. Cuz our characters always had like whenever there was like any downtime we always had something to like do, yep. you know. Something to chat about. Yeah, man. Uh, we should write a book. Uh, so <laughs> let's jump into bonds real quickly. Just kind of lightly tap on them like a, a bond go. <laughs> bam, bam, bam. Bonds is always the one that I am kind of confused about. You know, because sometimes it's like how you interact with the outside world, but then other times it's not really like that. You know, sometimes it's so a particular it's like, person that you have. That yeah, you yeah. Sometimes it's like you're you have a specific opinion about a specific person, and sometimes it's like this is how I interact with people in general. So bonds always confuse me, but I don't know if you guys have any any good advice about bonds. Well, I I actually for my characters here, I I have I have a couple of them. I got my notes as well. Bonds played a really big part in my characters, especially my most recent one, which is Bonds. Ori. James Bonds. <laughs> That's not wrong, Bonds! Uh, <laughs> um, because a lot of what my character is based around is this order that he's a part of. So I worked with Jason, who was the DM of our campaign, to develop this secret society called the Maker's Hand, which is an order of uh, monks that are committed to preserving art in whatever shape, uh, way, shape, or form that it comes. So it's uh, comprised of like writers and architects and, uh, you know, designers and... It's this whole secret society that my character was born into and raised with. And so that character's bond, I'll just pull it up here, is uh, let's see. Well, actually, it, it was uh, around the base text that I pulled it from was I seek to preserve a sacred text that my enemies consider heretical and seek to destroy. And so that bond refers to sort of not just a particular item in my campaign, but more the magical like art and, and mm, masterworks yeah. in as a whole that my uh, order seeks to save. Yeah. And yeah. so that was constantly in the back of my mind was like, I was always looking to see who else was connected to this organization that I was a part of looking to see, mm. if, like always finding appreciation for art and making sure that it was in some sort of like safe set of hands. Uh, yeah. And, and so it was a huge part of my character. It still is. Mm. Yeah. I think it's a good example. I, I think uh, I would say bonds are kind of like the stuff that your character the, the stuff that you'd only someone would only get to know about your character if they knew them for an extended period of time right mm. personality traits you're gonna meet that as soon as you meet them you'll you'll get to know their personality trait pretty quickly um and then their their bonds and ideals I mean so their ideals are the kind of thing that you again are going to become kind of apparent relatively you know without without you could just be still acquaintances and, and roughly know what someone's you know ideals are and their flaws you know it might take a week or so to get to know those better but i feel like someone's bonds are just kind of beliefs that they have that are not like greatly defining who they are but just kind of things that they that they think are true and the kind of stuff it's like almost 
almost like what political party they follow and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, these days, you can know that pretty quick. But back in the day, they were still more subtly to it. Back right, right, day. yeah. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> I feel like, yeah. Um, I, I, I have a I have a bunch of them for uh, Sir Arthas. Uh, they mm. are my faith. Uh, my truth is my faith. I fight for them. It's a new one. I, mean, I didn't start that way. I, I fight for those who cannot fight for themselves. Uh, those who fight beside me are 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 those worth dying for. I would go to great lengths to help someone uh, heal their past. My son died because of war. Mm. That's it. I don't. I don't know what that means, but <laughs> <laughs> I will never Damn. leave a friend behind. Mm. Um, right. So, like, those are kind of things that you'll get to know in his actions. Uh, or maybe through deep conversations late at night or something like that, uh, through a greater time of, of spending time with him, right? Yeah. Um, you know, mm. you, you don't meet someone and go, hi, you know, I would never leave a, fi- a friend behind. Um, <laughs> <you know? laughs> right, absolutely. If you fight beside me, I'll die for you. Like, that's that's not something that would come up, but it does come up, you know. Uh, when you're fighting as, side by as side. You get to, as, yeah, as you get to know them, right? Definitely. Um, that's... That's really interesting. That's a good way to describe it. That's a good way to think about it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I would like, say. Uh, and, go ahead, Ben. Sorry. I would say that bonds are the way that your character relates to the world, whether it's a particular person or a group of people that they hold dear mm. or, uh, you know, in the same way with Sir Arthas, his connection to his order and. Um, Sorry, what was the first one that you mentioned, Justin? Your first bond, on your on your sheet? My faith is my truth. Yeah, my exactly. Truth is my faith. Same, my truth is my faith. So other members of your faith, your connection to your God, like that, is a way, a, a sort of, uh, a, a way that you look into the world from, like, I can't find the word for it right now, mm. but it it's the way that you relate to people. And yeah. connect, I would say, is, is reflects mm. bonds. Yeah. How you interact with the world. That's a good way to... Because then I think they make a bit more sense. Yeah. I do. Yeah. I, th- I think it's nice to have kind of an idea of how these things present because then you know where to put them or what you want to put in these areas. Or you can yeah. put things that you'd be excited to kind of, how can I figure out how to role play these things? Yeah, mm, definitely. I love I love things like that. Yeah, Robert J. Cunt's bonds uh, are, a terrible guilt consumes me. I hope that I can find redemption through my actions. Right? Mm. So even though he's mm. very, he, he acts very aloof and he's very distant and very melancholy and very solemn, 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 yes, solemn, 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 very solemn. Uh, he, he does have this desire to, to, to change and, and to evolve beyond that. Right. Mm. So yeah. I, it's kind of, it's not exactly an ideal as his ideal is a lawful ideal, but uh, yeah, he, he has this desire to grow and he's incredibly guilt, guilty and, and ashamed of him himself and his past. Uh, mm. So I think again, you, you'd get to know that over a long period of time. It's not like, hi, nice to meet you. I'm, I'm terribly torn up about my past. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I work in finance. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think that's a good nice. way. It's a good way to look at it. Oh my god. Yeah, Josh, so do you funny. have a character that with any with a bond that stands out in a way that you're like, oh yeah, that was that was an interesting thing to try to. Um, one uh, one that came to mind right away is is my current my bugbear ranger that I'm currently playing. His bond was my family, my clan, or tribe is the most important thing in my life, even when they are far away. And that's sort of manifested in like this, like strict. He's like his his kind of family and and tribe, or it's sort of like kind of a pseudo religious sort of like community slash like company or order. So it's like he's very like mm. abhorrent. He's like very like strict about the tenets of his his religion and culture. And like he had a bit before his brother was killed. In um, mm. in the, his brother was one of the characters that was was playing with us, and he died in combat. But before that, 
he was like so stark about like always protecting and providing for and like being aware and conscious of his brother. And actually mm. there there's another character that's playing that I think he's sort of his name is he's Zurich, but Zurich is sort of taken as like his surrogate son almost. Or or not son, but surrogate brother. Um that he like kind of seeks to take care of and um and look after. So it's sort of like he yeah, and I think that's always like helpful when I'm role playing that he's like he kind of has this this ju this duty feeling like the feeling of duty uh like that an older brother would, you know, like mm. feel. Definitely. Mm. Yeah. One of one of my bonds is to close this tavern on time. Oh god, get Damn you it. guys out of here. Ah. Whatever, whatever. All right. All right, we're leaving. We're leaving. Uh, thanks for the we're drink, leaving. though. My headache is gone, and my throat yeah. feels a little bit nice. Warmer, so. It'll come back really hard in the morning. Oh god! Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You'll you'll hear the screams of war. <laughs> <laughs> you'll hear um, it as though your head has been hit with a mace. And, right, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You might have vivid dreams of the horrors of war. You knew I shouldn't have ordered the skull mace tonight, but you'll you'll either get a new flaw or a new bond. <laughs> yeah, yeah. but this will be a life-altering experience tonight so have a good time ah thank you thank you thank you much appreciated all right all right all right yeah you guys you guys great good night here right, um, i'm leaving i'm leaving yeah thank you guys so much uh for listening if if you want more you know you can go there's there's the there's spotify you can listen to us on spotify we post the exact same episodes we post on spotify if you're listening on spotify you're like yeah what uh, that's because we also post the exact same episodes on YouTube. If you want to watch them on YouTube, bam, instead. bam, bam. Uh, you know our vods are also on Twitch. But why would why would you watch that there? Um, and <laughs> just live on Twitch. If you like watching these uh, live, uh, you can do that. That's the thing we do. We we go live uh, on Saturdays around six, if roughly. Yes, <laughs> Eastern Standard Time. Eastern Standard, yeah. Roughly, sure. roughly, 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 early. Sort Between of. six and uh, six thirty, <laughs> that is that's the accurate time. But anyways, thank you guys so much for listening, and you guys get ready. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going. Come on. Come on. Come on.